Today's episode of Off The Block Swimming Podcast is proudly brought to you by our great sponsors, DMC Fins. DMC Fins are the best training fins in the business. Just have a look around in everybody's kit bag on pool deck and there's a pair of DMC Fins in there. Swimmers, surfers, they're all using DMC Fins as their choice of aquatic propulsion. Even superstar Cody Simpson is using DMC Fins to help with his training towards Paris 2024. Head over to dmcfins.com.au right now for all the latest deals and discounts on fins as well as hand paddles and other training aids and use the promotion code OFF THE BLOCKS for a 10% discount at checkout. Australia in four, the United States in five. And welcome back to the Shannon Rollison podcast. We've had a bit of a break, but we're back. We're ready to rumble with the man himself, the man that the podcast is named after, Mr. Shannon Rollison. Shannon, how are you, mate? Good morning, Robbie. All refreshed, ready to yeah. go. <laughs> People can already tell from our voices that we've had a break already. I'm bumped. That might have the, something to do with the two coffees I've had as well. But uh, no, we've, we've had a good break and we're ready to rumble and ready to get stuck back into it. And it's much needed um, with a podcast. Sometimes, you know, we're talking about stuff every week. We love doing it, but sometimes having that break makes you sort of, I was driving into the office today thinking, hey, I'm excited to do this today. I haven't done it for a while, so it's good. How was your break? Um, I know you went to the Blue Mountains. How'd you go? Yeah, it was great. Uh, it was about 983. I think I was 12 the last time I'd been there. And, um, you know, uh, they've got a few different things now. That that steep train ride to the bottom's still there. Yeah. To go back on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We went on all three of the, you know, the cable, the sky rail, and um, yeah, I was, you know, I, uh, my son is twenty. You know, he's on one side of me, and El and Ava on the other, and um, yeah, he was trying to play it pretty cool, you know, like oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And then when it gets real steep, it's almost vertical, you yeah. know. <laughs> Got a good reaction out of you. You didn't start rocking it, did you? My dad used to start to try and rock the the carts. Just to, I don't know why it amused him that we were pissing our pants, but he'd always start to try and rock things yeah. side to side. And no, but we we had a great time. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, we're only there for you know three, four, four days, three nights, sort of stuff. And um, yeah, but could have been there a whole week. And and Al and I want to go back. Um, we explored. You know, a bit of fair bit of it, but yeah, there's probably only got through half. You know, like we still didn't get to the Janolan Caves, which I've been before, but Al hasn't. Um, but yeah, we um, we went across, we went to Heathcote and um, went to the lookouts over there. I think it's 
Roberts leap or um that was just amazing. Like it is enormous. And um unless they were telling me a Furphy, you know, on one of the cable cars, uh it's twice the size of the Grand Canyon, which I, I didn't realise. How about that? Don't they say the Grand Canyon is pretty big? Yeah, well, this this thing was two hundred it's two hundred and seventy <laughs> metres to the bottom. Well, they're not doing a good sales job. If it's bigger than the Grand Canyon, I'll put that on whoever's selling it because the Grand Canyon is obviously something that everyone travels from around the world for, to go see. Yeah, it's quite grand. Yeah, yeah. so they say. Um, so maybe they're not doing a great sales job. No, um, oh, it's great up there. You mentioned Genola Cave. We, met, um, we went camping only a few weeks ago just for the weekend around the Genola Caves area. It's a good spot. They've got a um, national park over there. And it's, yeah, yeah. It's great. Yeah, now, you know, whether they're talking, um, you know, the you know, Blue Mountains and the Three Sisters, whether they're talking on the other side as well, which is, yeah. you know, Ebbets and all of that. Uh, and, and uh, yeah, so be worth a Wikipedia probably. Yeah, <laughs> just someone's looking at it right now. Um, no, um, that's good, mate. No, Blue Mountains are good whether you go summer, winter. Yeah. Um, there's, yeah. There's always heaps of great spots and Airbnb, there's heaps of great Airbnbs around. Yeah. Did you do Airbnb? Is that what you went yeah, to? Yeah, yeah, we did. We, we, start, we stayed in a California bungalow-style place, which was really nice. Um, we just walked into town. Um, it was a five-minute walk. Um, and, you know, plenty of uh, vintage stores and stuff that I'm into and um so yeah lots to do and actually yeah now that you mentioned it'd be right up your alley that place it's got a lot yeah, of those yeah. places yeah i was like oh i should have been here years ago you know yeah. and just the scenery and the, the houses and the gardens and yeah. all that it was, it was cool yeah so. no uh well glad to hear you've had a bit of a break mate you've you've well earned it you haven't had one for bloody years have you when was the last time you had a like a break from coaching uh our last holiday was uh 2019. there you go so, yeah, apart from the COVID shutdowns, which, you know, wasn't much of a holiday. No. Um, but, um, yeah, so it was long overdue and I, I certainly needed it. So, uh, yeah, I was looking forward to getting back and we've been back, what, three weeks now? This is our week three. So the guys have come back in good shape and we're just sort of steadily increasing week on week. on week. Yeah, no, perfect, mate. Um, and we thought we'd hold off on bringing the podcast back to too early because there's some World Cups going on, so we thought it'd be better to get some more results under the belt and have a good chat about that. But uh, it's always good to have a break. Um, I wish I could say I had a holiday while you were having a holiday. I didn't really have a holiday. <laughs> we just been busy behind the scenes with lots of other stuff with Off the Blocks. And um, But, uh, no, it's, it's good to get back, mate, and I'm excited. Now, some of the news that's just dropped recently, which I know is going to um, – just tickle your fancy because you're really excited about the Gold Coast um, in terms of hosting things. <laughs> is that Nationals is is back on the Gold Coast in April? Um, uh, my look, I don't mind it as a as a venue, but obviously um, one of my gripes, uh, which I want to kick straight off with, is why do we have to keep waiting so long to yeah. find out when? A lot of people, Shannon, already know sort of what's like people in the know, and I'm not going to name names, but there's heaps of people that you bump that go, oh, I think it's going to be here, but, you know, no yeah. one said anything yet. Oh, I think it's going to be. Well, if everyone bloody knows, why can't we just get something out there for the general public? Because it's so expensive. Like I just booked the other day for the coaches and I to go to a, a joint, but if someone doesn't make it 
till a bit later and things like that. Surely they're almost pricing themselves out of people going to these things. Yeah, I I absolutely agree. I, I just think it's appalling uh, that Swimming Australia can't get information out, you know, like they're getting it. Well, Shore Course was, what, eight weeks before? Yeah. Eight, <laughs> I mean, eight months, eight weeks. And you wonder why no one went. <laughs> be at least 12 months in advance, you yeah. know, like uh, it, it just baffles me, you know, it absolutely baffles me. So, um, but, you know, it's fine for the big programs who are fully funded and, you know, they, you know they're wallowing around uh, with, their, with, with money and stuff like that. But, you know, for uh, who knows what the percentage is, but it'd have to be in the 90s. Mm. Um, of ninety percent of programs, you know, every dollar counts, and with everything else that's going on with cost of living, it just really needs a shake up. Something needs to be done. Look, as I said, and we've said on here before, and I always like to try and be the voice of reason. I'll let you be the the cranky man and and <laughs> have you go. I like to be the voice of reason, but so I always do say. There's got to be reasons behind it. I understand that if anybody that does listen to this podcast is a part of these conversations behind the scenes that they're probably sitting there going, oh, yeah, but they don't know about this and they don't know. We get all that. There's lots of things that go into organising lots of different events and, and you know, with, with what you and I do as jobs, there's lots of different factors that go into it. But the bottom line is it's just it's it's not good enough. We have to be able to get more information out there earlier sooner for crying out loud i know this doesn't really tickle your fancy this one because uh <laughs> other than your old mate uh from back in denmark open water um we still again i think it's going to be in bustleton again because that's kind of what people have alluded to but it's still not out shannon and that's yeah. on just that's on january the 22nd or something yeah in bustleton which is not that easy to get to where is bustleton yeah, it's over in Perth. It's about so you've got to fly to Perth and then you've got to drive three hours out of Perth to get to Bustleton. Now, nothing so it, against Bustleton. We're an international swimming. Pretty much. Pretty much. We could go to New Zealand. Um, but I like Bustleton as a place. Like, it's a great little town. It's got some great pubs and, you know, you get around and do some wine tours and stuff like that as well during the week. Yeah. It was a great spot. But let people know so they've got plenty of time to book these things. Yeah. Instead of paying extraordinary prices for airfares, accommodation, oh, I can't get a car because they're all booked out, yada, 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 yeah. on and on and on. Well, especially for open water, right, because as you know, it's not everyone's cup of tea. So you get your distance swimmers in there and you get a fair chunk of people going, but when you put it over there, you price people out of going. So all of a sudden you're not going to have the numbers you, you had before. Um, I don't know. I think they've got to look at a different model. I know that obviously Swimming Australia try and do things, Shannon, and you probably know better than me in terms of doing deals with towns to, you know, get there and get it cheaper or bring in revenue or they've they've obviously try and do some deals and they sign contracts so maybe they go back second and third year or whatever it might be. Mm. So I'm just sensing a theme here that Short Course was in Sydney a few times and Open Water's over there a couple of times. So they are obviously got sort of a business model they're looking at, but it don't. Unless you're getting information out early and promoting it and building it and pumping it, it just don't work. Yeah. Don't work. Um, and please, if anyone's listening to this, for Shannon's sake and his health and safety, 
can we make sure there's a podium and there's a proper <laughs> there's proper uh, respect paid to the member to the the swimmers that get medals yeah at nationals please not up in a corner uh, on on a desk where old mate just highlights the name and passes it out and says well done did you see short course well what did they do yeah there was a little area but what was that yeah, there was a little area <laughs> it was it was at the 25 meter mark yeah that was in your spot too that's why you didn't like it <laughs> that's well, where you normally sit and stand it was they had uh a protocol going for three days four days and then on the very last day they decided to change it all mm. so everybody's used to swimming uh walking up and down the pools swimmers are ba basically you know and you've, you're trying to watch different athletes and they were sending them out the back you know through the trees and you know <laughs> It's ridiculous. Like, do it, have it from day one, and don't change as the meet goes along. Yeah. But they had the presentation. They stuck them. It was half underneath the um, the overhang of the grandstand. It's like, like <laughs> we really need to be doing this. Why are we giving them these medals? Let's just push them over here and hope no one notices them. <laughs> like, what is going on? Is it an embarrassment to win races these days? Well, it's 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 just it's an embarrassment to the to the level of swimmers that are going to these things. Like as you've pointed out before, like you know, to go up to a, a desk and just get a medal handed to you and your name highlighted, and oh yeah, there's a little board over there if you want to go get your photo from mum or yeah, like that's what you get at a school carnival. And yeah. these kids and, and, and parents and everyone's trained and worked and put in the time and the effort and the energy, all that they're asking for or we're asking for is just a bit of recognition. And, and yeah, I've heard it from too many people and well-known people, coaches and, and the like, oh, they don't need to get medals. Well, all they're thinking about, when you when you make a comment like that, you're you're thinking about the... You know, the, the the big stars. Yes. Oh, they've won lots of medals for years. They don't need to get. What about the person who's just won their first? Yeah. What about the person who's not going to win a, another one? Yep. They've dragged it because two people weren't there. What, what about that moment in time that, uh, yeah, we just get too blase on the little things. And it's not much different to a, a good coaching program and a not so good coaching program. What is the difference? It's the little things. Mm -hmm. And this the sport is just I don't know where it, it is going, but it it ain't in the right direction as far as you know giving back to the people. They're paying you know you're paying thirty something dollars to, to race. Surely you can have a decent presentation. Um. Yeah, I got him started again. Sorry, 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 everybody. <laughs> or not sorry, because people do like when you have your rant, Shannon. I've I've had a few comments of that of people just saying, "Can you poke him a bit more?" We we really like when he gets going. So, um, but no, look, it's it's on the Gold Coast as a venue. I don't mind it. Um, we train outside. It's never really bothered me in terms of you know, the elements and all that kind of stuff. I don't know what the numbers and statistics are in terms of results and performances and, and what it looks like in terms of how if kids swim faster or slower or whatever. But, um, 
Uh, I'm not dirty so much on the venue. I, I'm just, um, yeah, as I said, I'm, I'm more dirty on the governance of it all and just get some information out there. Let people know where they're going. If we already knew we were going there, why didn't we know this ages ago? So yes. people could book way ahead and not have to fight all the families having holidays up there and all that kind of stuff. Um, and for open water, good Lord, yeah, please. Um, Bustleton, that's what I'm hearing. But who knows? It could change, Shannon, and then I look stupid, but... I look like that anyway. I don't really need much help. Um, what about um, something else that happened while we are away, Shannon? Because I know it piques your interest, mate. What about Bathurst? Oh, yeah. Well, it was the footy grand finals, but let's, we've already agreed that we're not going to get into that. No, because that, that'll take too long. But, yeah, the, uh, the Bathurst, it was really good. There was only three safety cars, which, and there was a few people, like my, my neighbour was like, ah, oh, it's getting a bit boring, you know, and... Uh, <laughs> I'm with your neighbour. I don't really – I'm not as fussed on Bathurst, but I know you well, are, mate. People like the, all the safety cars because it just bunches them all up all the time, you know. Yeah, yeah. You can get up to like 16 safety cars in a 1,000. And I actually think, yeah, we've had enough sprint races. Let's let's try and make it a bit different. So I'm a bit old school in that sense. And it was, it was an old school style Bathurst because there was only three safety cars and the cars started falling apart at the end. Oh. Yeah, and they had to nurse them. And it was a guy that was in the lead. Well, yeah, he, he couldn't uh, give it the full beans and uh, got swallowed up at the end and Van Gisbergen won it. But even his car was limping to the end. So it was quite it was quite good. I, I, I actually liked it. Isn't that interesting? How expensive would these cars be? Oh, <clears throat> have to be millions, wouldn't they? Yeah, they'd be right up there. So they're getting flogged that much. And as much as I don't really like... Um, race car like it's just it's not my thing but i can respect the hell out of how fast they can go and the precision they drive and yeah. the, the the you know obviously paying attention for that amount of time um so they've obviously flogged the ass off these cars that much and they're that expensive so they're designed for that so that's that's a lot of that's that's a sport you know people sometimes say is it a sport is that's a sport that's an athlete behind the car, behind the oh, wheel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there was a Formula One in, I think it was Doha, um, there was drivers fainting. It was so hot at the mm. end of the race and uh, their vests were full of um, water, you know. Uh, Tia wouldn't, Tia wouldn't faint. Ricky, Ricky Bobby wouldn't faint. You know, the great the great driver, <laughs> Ricky Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think with, with Bathurst this year, they would have factored in, you know, X amount of safety cars. Yeah. So, you know, you can gear your car more towards, uh, you know, yeah, speed rather than um, uh, consistency. Mm. So that would have factored into some of the – so it'll be interesting next year because they'll, you know, they, obviously there's strategies and all of that and they're going to have to throw in the, the what if. What if yes. it's only three stops again? So, uh, yeah. well, I know people do love it, mate. They always pack up there on the on the mountain, and um, a lot of my mates end up making a big weekends of it and stuff like that. It's just it's just not my flavour. If I wanted to watch cars go faster, grab a chair and grab a couple of cans, sit on the M5, and watch people fly past, and when they get pulled over by the cops, by the cops, and make fun of them. Um, but it is each to their own. I mean, I like race horsing, so um, horse racing. So Melbourne Cup's coming up soon. So each to their own. Um, I do want to touch on the NRL Grand Final because I know we talk about it here on the podcast a lot and people that are listening would love the NRL Grand Final. And obviously we were just talking before we started about Nathan Cleary and putting on a masterclass and all that sort of stuff. Um, 
How important is it though? Like that sort of stuff doesn't just happen. It's not just because he's naturally gifted. He can just do that. These things are trained. So uh, correlating that to swimming, how important is it? You know, you say the little things. He he did the little things right when everyone was getting tired, but that's trained into him, right? He, he obviously puts a lot of time and energy. I mean, I know you don't know his training program, but I don't think we need to to see those sort of things. Yeah, no, I think on the on game day they were talking about during the week he came out on his own and he was just kicking, you know, for forty minutes and things like that. It's those little extras, and um, you know, over the years you see athletes that do that. Um, you know, I recently just spoke to my squad about um, starts, and you know, the best starters that I've I've uh, coached over the last sort of thirty years. The one thing they all had in common was they never did a bad dive. They jump in the water, they wouldn't dive crappy into the water. Mm. Whereas the crappy diver goes, oh, "I'm no good at diving," so it doesn't you know what I mean? It's just this vicious circle. So, um, so yeah, so uh, we've made a few changes in our program. Um, so, at the start of the program, no one's allowed to dive in the water. From the side of the block they have to dive in off the blocks yeah if they don't want to dive in off the blocks that's okay they jump in the water yeah but no one just flops in the water and you know i nine sessions multiplied it by 48 weeks of the year and you know came up with a number and blah 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 and i had a coach visit me um on the second second friday we were back and he said, oh, they, uh, you know, and, and he, he asked me, oh, they all did this, blah, blah, blah. Said, yeah, so I went through it. So, so yeah, so that was just, you know, trying to, and that was one little way where we added, you know, so say you, you um, uh, dived in, you did nine sessions and you dived in uh, five five times in the week. Um, and, you know, if we, you know, we think about, um 48 weeks of the year, you know, let's say, that's that's 240 good dives, right? But also it's 200, yeah, you haven't flopped in the water 240 times as well, have you? Yeah. Yeah, you know, so we're talking about 480, a difference of 480. So, so it's 240 extra good starts you've done. It's 480 bad ones you haven't, you know, so... And, and those little things, that's how little things add up, you know. So that's just one example. Then, no, you know, 100%. I, well, you, is even worse, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you, um, you must have started that when we came down or you just started it because you mentioned it. You, I, yeah, you were doing it then. And, yeah. Um, and I did bring it back in terms of just having that chat to my swimmers about even just your warm-ups. You know, when we, we're going to probably do between, what, 1 to 1.5K in the warm-up, why does that look like trash but then the main set looks good? Yeah. Well, you just did 1.5 of trash and 400 of good. What do you think is going to hold longer? Yeah. And similar to what you just said in terms of you. So we, I brought that sort of concept back to making sure when we do our looseners and we do things like that that we're trying to stay as connected and, and good technique and not just sort of flop around and... Yeah, I had um, Lars, uh, Huma, you know, who coaches Erica Fairweather, 
sent me an email, you know, they were over at World Cups and Bronte was at the World Cups and he, he, he commented on just how professional Bronte was, you know, just watching her around pool deck and and you see that if you come in on, you know, and I've, I've pointed it out to, you know, the swimmers. But unfortunately, you know, too many swimmers and coaches, but um, they act, they think that you act professional once you become good. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Yeah, that's putting the horse before the cart, isn't it? Yes. Um, so, you know, they're professional and that's why they are good. So, yeah. No, 100% agree, mate. Now, you've you've segued beautifully there. You, you really are becoming a professional in this <laughs> sort of industry. Um, so the World Cups, uh, World Cups are going on at the moment. How many legs are there in this World Cup? Three. Three. All done. All done now. Okay, yep. Yeah, you're right. Two right. Um, obviously, the star of the show has been Kaylee McEwen. Um, two world records, 26-8 in the 50 and then a 57-3-3 in the 100, um, which is you know, phenomenal stuff from her. Um, a few other notable mentions, and I'll get to your thoughts in a second, but um, Siobhan Jorge has been swimming really well. Lani's been swimming really well. Erica Fairweather, you mentioned her. Obviously, Chin Hyun, uh, the, the Chinese breaststroke is still on fire. Um, really, obviously, Adam Peaty's just starting to come back, but... Um, He's certainly not going to give that mantle away anytime, Chen. He's he's flying. He's swimming very fast. Yeah. Uh, we saw Cody Simpson threw down a fifty-one and his hundred fly as well, which I thought was that'd be very confidence building for him. But from you've cast your eye over it, and we'll get to Bronte in a minute. But you'd be keeping an eye on some of the results over there. What have you seen? Yeah. The uh, yeah. I, yeah. Obviously, you know, world records from Kaylee is uh, exceptional. Um, and whether it's because she's a bit more familiar um, and you tend to, uh, you know, that's what Kaylee does. But um, and for me, though, the standout uh, athlete, I thought, was uh, Siobhan Jorge. Like, just the, the breadth of her events. I mean, she went 30-point and gave Ruta a real scare in the 50 breaths. Um, I'm not sure if she did anything else. But uh, someone said, does she do medleys? Um, she, yeah, she was 24-30 in the end. And the consistency, consistency at every meet, and, and you know, um, yeah, that was quite evident with all the big guns, actually. I, yeah, I thought the, across the board the level, the standard was excellent. Um, but, you know, she, she was 24-30 at the end. She was 52-02, which was the third fastest time ever. She was under world record pace in the 200 for the first 150. She went 405 for the 400 at one of the World Cups. You know, talking long, 405 and 2430. Whoa. And I think the slowest she swam in the 200 was maybe 155 low. Um, so, and that was probably the day after the, mm. you know, the, the 400. <clears throat> I thought she was exceptional. Um, Sarah Sostrom is very good again, you know, yeah. dipped under 20, the 24 mark a couple of times. So I think she swam her first 24-second five in a long, long time. So that was very good. And she was backing up. She was swimming hundreds and stuff like that. So, you know, all in all, I thought, oh, Paris is going to be lightning, isn't it? You know, it's going to be quick. It's going to be, you know, good depth and, um yeah, you know, it's going to be an interesting 12 months. 
Well, you're right there on the depth. I mean, it's it's going to be, and I think that's I'll repeat myself a thousand times, but I think even our own trials, the depth to try and get in the finals and then try and make a relay team and all that sort of stuff. I mean, I don't have to tell you that you're going to be right in the thick of it in terms of all that sort of stuff. But um, and then you, yeah, you go fast forward to the Olympics. It's you're going to have to be going pretty quick just to get in the final. Yeah, that's not going to be a, a, a given, um, as I said, based of all of these talents. We're just seeing lots of generations, the ones that are coming up, the ones that are there for their last sort of hurrah that yeah. don't want to go out looking, you know, like they shouldn't have been there in the first place. They've obviously they're putting their foot forward and they've got all these young stars coming up and, and then the ones that are in their sweet spot, too. Yeah. So um, it's going to be sort of a, a massive collision. Um, but no, it seems to be some pretty good racing, as I said, of. Had a few looks over the... Yeah, Lani Ballister looks good. I think she got down to 402. Um, the uh, Erica was, you know, very consistent. 401, I think she won all of them. You know, they had that crown thing, like if you went through undefeated. Um, so. Yeah, I saw that. So Michael Andrew got... Um, um, he got that on one of them. Siobhan Jorge got one too. Um, is, what's it? Thomas uh, Chacon. The Ita- oh, the Italian Italian guy, yeah. 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 Jeez, he's a, he's a beast. He's an athlete. He's tall and yeah. You know, I just wish I was tall. I'm just jealous, Shannon. I wish I was taller, honestly. And look, I mean, I, do you ever wish you were taller? Has anyone ever asked you? I know you're not like me and you are fairly similar in height. Yeah. Have you ever like thought, oh, are you quite, are you content now? Are you like, no, this is what I got? Yeah, I mean, it'd be, yeah. I don't really <laughs> think about it much. I suppose there was a point in my life where I probably did wish, but yeah. I'm always jealous. I don't want to be, I don't want to be massive. Like I don't want to be a giant, but it'd be nice to be like six one, just a little, just, just a little, just to put it on the resume. Like, how tall are you? Six one? Yeah. <laughs> um, Five seven or whatever. Oh, good lord. Um, yeah, no, but it, oh, he swam well. There's been some really good performances for sure. Um, yeah, Petey got a little bit better, I think, as as the meets went along. Just have a look here, Shannon. Sorry, there's some rankings. So um, Matthew Sates of South Africa swam pretty well as well. He's, yeah. he's up there on the rankings. Uh, Rapsies, uh, he got up there on the rankings. Kieran Smith um, up there on the on the overall rankings. And you're right with um, Sarah Showstrom swam pretty well as well. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was, it was good. Um, you know, great places. Barcelona, Athens, uh, no, not Barcelona. Yeah, it was Athens uh, was the middle stop. Budapest was the last stop in Hungary and uh, kicked off in Berlin, which is probably my, uh, yeah. Barcelona is a good pool for me. And then um, Lee Nugent sent me a, because um, Bronnie swam faster at the second meet. She swam faster again at the third meet, which is what I thought would happen. Um, and Lee Nugent uh sends me a text message your your swimmers swim well in athens and i replied back <laughs> yes and barcelona yeah. <laughs> but um yeah I, I really like berlin so if i had yeah. a choice between those three uh places I'd, I'd pick berlin in a heartbeat that'd be the spot eh um just having a look zhang yufei swam pretty well too she's one of my favorites the butterfly yeah i'm a big fan of zhang yeah. yufei she just always looks happy She's always looking happy. She's enjoying herself. I love that. Um, obviously, Bronte's over there, mate, having a crack. Um, I saw yeah. her, whatever first result she did pretty well. What have you been thinking about her results over there and sort of in line on on track of what you were hoping and looking for? 
Yeah, no, absolutely. Like it was the first uh, long course hundred in, since Tokyo. So um, I was obviously hoping that she'd, you know, go over there. And I remember the first time she said I was thinking about it, I was like, oh, this could be scary. <laughs> so, um, but, um, you know, she sort of flagged that around June. So, um, and, you know, she had a good short course um, and she got, a few, you know, a good month of training in in, in August um, and you could just see she was getting better and better and uh, short course was very good. And, and she went over and um, I made sure that uh, we just trained all the way up until about 48 hours before the plane flight and um, just to try and make sure the tanks were as full as possible so that she could last. Because one thing was about swimming well over there, but I didn't want it to be one meet and, you know, then she'd be better off being back in Australia. Um, but, you know, I said to her, you know, I think you'll get better as the meets go on. Um, and she, by the time we were... Yeah, a couple of days out, she'd gone into a bit of a hole. And uh, so I reassured her of that and um, not to be surprised by it. What I was really impressed with was her consistency. Um, she had eight 100s, if you count heats and finals, and also she did two relays. So it was eight 100s all up. Mm. And she, including heats, was home six out of the eight were under 28 seconds coming home. So I was really pl uh, pleased with that. Um, she got down to uh, the last meet. So she started off faster than Melbourne in June. So she, I think she started off in a 24.70 or 24.67. By the time she got to Budapest, she was 24.51 in the heat, 24.42 in the final. So I was very happy with that. And... Uh, her fastest hundred ended up being a fifty-three-four, so I think there was, um, yeah, six fifty-threes and two two fifty-four lows. So very very happy. I spoke to her yesterday. She's back. Um, she given her a few sessions this week to sort of wrap up the week, um, just to get her uh, those arms rolling, and um, you know because. It's funny when you get older athletes, they don't like the body doesn't like stopping. So she hadn't swum. So I think it was important to get her moving uh, this week, particularly if we're going back into training next week. Mm. Uh, but she's got back all well and uh, she'll be back in Canberra next week. So um, I think a very good platform to, to leapfrog from. Yeah, very nice, especially that consistency part. As you said, that's. Yeah. That's key, and that's going to build some confidence in her for sure. That she's she's still swimming fast consistently. Um, I, I just want to double back. I mentioned Cody Simpson went fifty one um, in his hundred fly. I think it was fifty one eight or something. He, he yeah. did pretty well. I don't know. I can't remember what he did po after that. So um, I didn't keep too close an eye on after that. But we've sort of touched on him before here on the podcast, and I know you mentioned him going over there and doing some of these things would be really good for him. Yeah. So when you saw that, was that sort of a, a you know, sort of a, a tick to you to go, okay, well, that that would be a really good sort of uh, confidence builder for him. 
obviously when he goes to trials time, there's going to be a few boys around him and Matt Temple goes you can get pretty quick and I know Kyle's probably not going to want to give that spot away uh, either in the 100 fly or maybe he will. I'm not sure. But um, Yeah, you got Sean Champion as well. Yeah, and there's it's a few. Yeah, there's, yeah, exactly. But uh, for, for Cody and he's got a high – I mean, he's got – I don't want to – I mean, he put it on himself. He wanted to do it, but he's he's certainly got a very, very high profile, and and there's a lot of pressure on him to perform, right? Because I, yeah. I, I don't know his schedule, but I'm tipping after next year's uh, Olympics that was sort of his big finale, and then he'll probably look at maybe getting back into music. Maybe he won't, but I'm just assuming that he had that sort of target and gave himself a good amount of time to get back into it. Yeah. So with that comes pressure, right? When you've got that sort of f finale date to kind of go, all right, well, this is what we're charging for, comes with pressure. But he, I don't know, Shannon, he seems to be handling it pretty well. Um, obviously, Michael Bowley's coach, one of the best in the business for obviously looking after that as well and probably managing those expectations. But I can only admire him at this stage from afar in terms of the effort and energy he's putting in and those progressions. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like he's uh, he doesn't have, doesn't really have to prove anything, really. You know what I mean? Like um, it, he's he's made it big in the music industry. Um, you know, he's he was a good swimmer when he was younger. You know, he's he, he's just probably wanting to see what he can achieve uh, in that time frame that you've said, um, just so that. As he gets older, he doesn't have any regrets, you know. Um, but obviously he's missed a lot of years of, of uh, competitions and stuff, and that's why I thought it was, yeah, regardless of whether you were like Cody or, you know, any developing athlete, I think those World Cups, Man Nostrum, anywhere where you can repeat, 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 um, you learn a lot from. So, um, um, and not just the, the athletes but the coaches as well. So, um yeah and Bowley knows all that and and uh I, i'm pretty certain he'd be pretty pleased with the with the leap 40s you know the move forward anyway i don't think he'd been under 52 i don't think it, that had happened no so. that was certainly it was certainly a little milestone for him mm. uh, which is what piqued my interest but as i said i'm yeah i can only admire him um from afar and the effort and the energy and the work he's putting in um he hasn't come in and just sort of uh, expected anything he's certainly putting the work in um yeah well i trained with his dad his dad was a hard trainer um his dad was about he'd be brad would be about five years older than me um and he, he was a very good breaststroker um and and he really worked hard so if he's anything like his dad he'd have a hard work ethic so now, um, we're about to finish up and wrap up here. I've got one more question. The world champs that are in February, how many Australians are going to go to that, you reckon? Oh, it's a, yeah, good question. I, I, I know that they're putting aside spots for anyone who was on the team this year that wants to go, and I think so. they get to go first. There was a bit of a question around relays, and if – Australia hadn't qualified all the relay teams. They that was going to be priority one, but at Worlds they qualified all the relay teams, so that's off the table. But then I think it's uh, athletes that were at the Worlds, and then there'll be spots open if you're not. 
I'm not sure uh, you might have to fund it yourself. I'm not 100% sure on that. Um, but that would be in, you know, your, your, your plan that's that categorization plan that, that athletes have. Um, so yeah, I mean, um, I was, uh, you know, Rowan asked me if I was, what I was thinking with Bronte and, um, I was pretty pretty much if we get what we want out of the World Cups, there'd be no need to go to that World Champs, and yeah, that's where I that's where I still sit. So you know, yeah, I thought it'd be interesting because you know, as we've touched on, there's many different athletes sort of all chasing towards that one June date next year, and um, whether you're older, younger, up and coming, so there's going to be some that'll be like, oh, I'm not going to that, and there's going to be some that are probably going to think, oh, this is if we get that opportunity to let's go because that's a that's a really good opportunity. Yeah, there'll be it. countries that will be using that as a qualifying. They'll be one of their qualifying meets. I know uh, Erica can qualify at that meet for the Olympics. Okay, so um, I think they're intending to go. Mm. So. Um, and, and yeah, a lot of the smaller nations will use it for that purpose. Um, so yeah. All right. Well, we might wrap it up there, mate. We went pretty easy on Swimming Australia today. I'm not going to lie, because there's been you know a fair bit of conversations around Swimming Australia at the moment. Whether it's there's been a lot on the table, hasn't it? Well, yeah, there's been a lot, and we didn't have that amount of time to go through it all. Nor did we want to get ourselves in too much trouble by upsetting, offending too many of the wrong people. Um, you know, there's articles out the other day about Gina Reinhart and why she pulled her funding and, and all that sort of stuff and why she – anyway, don't, let's let's not get started. So I thought we went pretty cruisy and easy in, in terms of what we decided to uh, to go after. Um, but we're back. We're back at it. We're going to um, make sure we're rocking and rolling these every week, which I'm excited to meet. I like sitting down chatting with you and seeing your head every week. It's good. <laughs> I don't know if you reciprocate that feeling, but but I I enjoy it. So I know the listeners certainly. I've got a heap of DMs through our break saying, "When are you guys back? When are you guys back?" So, uh, which oh, is all lovely. Weird. Yes, had a few people saying, "Did you want to stay off longer?" But I just blocked them. I blocked them. Haters. <laughs> All right, mate. Um, to the listeners, thank you very much for joining us once again. We'll see you all next week. Have a great weekend, Shannon, mate. Enjoy yourself. Yeah, you too, Robbie. You're sounding a lot better than uh, those last few weeks. Yeah, so, I was just uh, knocking up. I was just starting to, you know, just the older athletes. See, we're just, we're, <laughs> <laughs> we need a break. All right. Have a good weekend, guys. See, see you later. Thanks. Today's episode of the podcast is proudly brought to you by Arena Australia. Arena are the very best swimming brand in the business, whether you're after the best race suits, racing training goggles, training aids, or even team gear for your clubs. Arena Australia are the way to go. If you don't believe me, just look up on the blocks at the finals of most events at either nationals or international events, and you'll see the Arena logo front and centre on the fastest swimmers' race suits. They just are the best. Head over to arenaswimming.com.au right now for all the latest sales and discounts, and let them know that Off The Block Swimming Podcast sent you. 